Welcome to Spoonful of Sugar Podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hobbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. everybody welcome to this week's episode amy so good to see you pam thank you so much you guys pam brought up the fact that this is our potiversary 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 we've been at this for two years people and i'm like the bad one in the relationship that even (laughs) forgot that it was our potiversary and pam i'll bring that up in couples therapy yeah later <laughs> and Pam comes bearing gifts and all this great stuff. But, anyways, I am very excited that it's our potiversary. Yeah. And thanks to our potiversary, we are now wearing spoonful yeah. of, of sugar, like actual small miniature spoon mm-hmm. earrings. I know. Do you want to give a shout out to your I lady? Yes. Yeah. So, shout out to, uh, she's on Instagram as Nerd Poppins, as Mary Poppins, you know, as in Mary Poppins, but it's Nerd Poppins. Uh, on Instagram. I'm not sure what other places that she's at as social media, but she has a little Etsy store. And I was browsing through Instagram and saw that she had these spoonful of sugar earrings up for sale. And so I like I click on over to that site. She had two pairs left. Amy had to do it, of course. Yeah. I mean obviously two pairs left. So yes, we are very happy with them and so pleased. And so <laughs> thank you so much, Nerd Poppins. Yes, love them. We're sporting them right now. We absolutely are. If you hear a little jingly jangly, that's our <laughs> spoonful of pot earrings. Yes, yes. <laughs> love it. So Pam. Yes. Not only is it our potiversary, yes. but we're heading into Christmas season. We are. So all things good are happening in the month of December. Or just even all things in my life. All things all in your life. All things are happening in my life. Including your birthday and yes. like all of your family's birthday because you <laughs> planned that really well. Five of the seven of us were born in December. That is super cray cray. Yeah. Um, and little old Christmas in there too because that know. takes no work. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> not at all. But speaking of Christmas. Yes. I feel like for our icebreaker today, we should talk about, it should be Christmas related because we're like in the holiday spirit. Yes. So, Pam Cakes, Mm -hmm. tell us about a childhood, a Christmas childhood memory that you have. So, for Christmas, when I was uh, a little girl in America, we would always go to my aunt and uncle's house in Nebraska, so the family drive. Wait, wait, just to clarify, when you say a little girl in America, <laughs> so people that haven't heard previous episodes, okay, you yes. did grow up also in Indonesia. That's right. <laughs> you have like two lives. I did, yes. <laughs> so by the time I was 18, I'd lived half my life in America, in Chicago, uh, and the other half in Jakarta, Indonesia. Long story. Don't have time for it right now. <laughs> Go back on our podcast if you want to hear it. But when you were a little girl in America. In America yes. We would always go to my aunt and uncle's house. Uh, he was a pastor. And so I always had to be at the church. You know, couldn't leave around Christmas time. So we would all go out there. The family drive. My birthday's two days before Christmas. And so it was very typical for me to spend my birthday sitting in a car driving to Nebraska. That is sad and more sad. I know, sad and more sad. Thank <laughs> you for adopting that phrase. I appreciate it. But a memory I have, 
because uh, was we had great Christmases there. They were wonderful at hosting us. But being a pastor, he also knew of people who might be homebound or in the hospital. And so Christmas morning, after we're done opening all the presents, he would say, you know, I would like to ask for one more gift. And that would be if we could all, you know, get dressed up and go Christmas caroling. Oh, and so we would fun. go like to a local hospital or a nursing home or, you know, make one or two or three stops to different places. And we would sing Christmas songs. I love that. And there were about, uh, with all the family coming, like 10 or 12 of us, and we just sing Christmas carols. Oh, that warms my little heart. I don't mind doing Christmas carols if it's like indoors, Uh, like you mentioned, uh like a nursing home or something. But if it's outdoor Christmas caroling, count me out. I am not a fan <laughs> of the nasty weather. If I, I mean, if I lived in Orlando, yeah. I would outside Christmas carol yes, for sure. Yes, yes. But not not in this hot mess weather or cold mess cold weather, mess. I should say. Uh-uh. Uh, so, woman, what is your delightful Christmas memory? My delightful Christmas memory is like snippets of the memory because I was really little. Like okay. I will say I was probably only three years old. Uh-huh. And it's really strange that (laughs) (laughs) we're going from heartwarming to really strange people. Buckle up. Yes. All I remember is I was probably three and I had red footy pajamas Mm -hmm. and my mom had this crazy idea to read the night before Christmas. I think my grandparents were over, so we wanted to like do something like fun or special for them. Right. So it was my job to be Santa Claus in my red footy pajamas uh-huh. and a shaving cream beard <laughs> and act out the story <laughs> while she read it of the night before Christmas and our dog, Ginger. Uh-huh. We, I don't know, we somehow fashioned some antlers to her or something. And this she was like, adorable. It was, she was some sort of reindeer. <laughs> All I have is these like wacky <gasps> skewed memories of. Are there this. no photos from this? I let's Nobody hope had there a are not. Out no, Pam. Oh. That would be frightening. I think that sounds awesome. <laughs> I want photos. Okay, anybody in Amy's family mm-hmm. have photos of this? Send them to me. Oh, my let goodness. me know because this sounds fabulous. <laughs> I love it. Over year old Amy with a beard. And thank goodness it didn't turn out to be a tradition. Oh, it was yeah. just like a one-off, like random type <laughs> thing. But yeah, it was, it, it was random for sure. Because there are the traditions you keep and there are the traditions that you quickly let fade yes. into the background. Yes, exactly. Hello, Super Califragia friends. We are back. And today we are continuing our Disney 101 series for people who may be new to planning a Walt Disney World vacation or old timers like us who just like talking about it all the time. (laughs) Whatever works for you. Today we're going to discuss the pros and cons of staying on site, or as Disney people call it, on property, versus staying off site. So, just as a note, I have never stayed off-site, mm-hmm. and Pam has stayed off-site, I believe, once. One time, yeah. So, we don't collectively yeah. have a ton of experience no. staying off-site, mm-hmm. so we're definitely going to push the more on-site for we numerous are. reasons, which we will list. Oh, we will. Oh, woman. we will definitely list them. we got that list. <laughs> oh, girl, you know it. Oh, yes. But, mm-hmm. if you are looking for 
an experience going to Disney that's potentially cheaper, mm-hmm. although we will talk about value we resorts, um, but that's potentially cheaper and maybe you're not going to do like full days at the park. So you just want to go for a couple hours here or a couple hours there and you're doing other things in Florida, like maybe you have relatives to visit or you're doing some beach days or whatever. And, and Disney is not your main focus, then maybe offsite would be the thing for you. But we're gonna talk about staying mostly in the Disney bubble and staying on site because we feel that has a better bang for your buck. Or it's just better. It's just better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pam. So Pam. Yes. What is, just give me one thing right off the bat of what is so awesome about staying on site or a difference between on site versus off site. All right. Maybe we should do difference. So we're not persuading the people too much. Oh, we are persuading the people, woman. <laughs> Who are we trying to kid? Who are we trying to kid? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Can I start with just the granddaddy of them all? Okay. Which is that if you are staying on site at a Disney resort, you are staying, as we call it in Disney talk, in the bubble. In the bubble. In the bubble. And what, dear listener, is in the bubble? In the bubble is a term for you arrive on Disney World property. And mind you, this is property that covers land-wise the same square footage as the city of San Francisco. So not to say that... That's a big bubble, Pam. A a very very big bubble. Exactly. So you can really just stay in this bubble the entire time. Your food, your transportation, your entertainment, of course all taken care of you do not need to live leave rather disney property and this is pretty much how i do my disney vacations i would have to say we're the same very happy with that yes i'm very happy with that so you were listing all these things that you could potentially just stay in the disney bubble for food transportation Mm -hmm. let's start on transportation because okay when you're coming to disney yes and most of us are coming from out of state yes and you wind up at the airport Mm -hmm. and you need to get yourself from the airport to your a either disney resort which we like to go or if you're going off-site you need to get yourself there too Mm -hmm. well if you're going somewhere off-site you're obviously going to need to arrange some sort of Uber or Lyft or mm-hmm. some sort of taxi service or right. whatever. Or a shuttle. A shuttle. And, and I, actually, our first couple trips to Disney, this is how it was mm-hmm. back in the day, even at Disney. You arrive at the airport, it could be late at night or very early in the morning, and it's like suddenly you've got to f- figure out your transportation. Yeah. And it always, you feel like you're being taken with a price and it's taken just, for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, Pam? Uh, I do. <laughs> uh, so you just, You don't feel good about it, and it just sort of starts your vacation off. Like one more hassle. You just finish all the hassles of packing and luggage and whatnot. You don't want that. Exactly. You don't want that. What you do want is you want the Magical Express. That is what you want, woman. So, Pam, Uh as you know. I do know. The Magical Express, Mm -hmm. Disney has its own bus service. Delightful. And they actually... I guess they've kind of partnered with the airport because they have a whole like branch mm-hmm. of the airport that you can go to to find. And there's signs within the airport, Disney's Magical Express. Yes. And you take your little self there uh-huh. and any carry-on items that you have. Yes. And you go and you find the Magical Express, which is essentially a whole fleet of buses yes. that they have to take you from the airport to... 
your Disney resort, which is on property and you stay in the bubble. There you go. And a couple things. First of all, it is free. So you don't worry that you're being taken for the ride. (laughs) (laughs) It is free. And secondly, what's one of the most annoying hassles of going on vacation, Amy? It's all that luggage. All the luggage. Especially, you know, if you pack the way I do. (laughs) It's all the luggage. But if you are taking Disney's Magical Express, when you're leaving your home airport, you take your big pieces of luggage, give them to the airline at check-in, and then... Bye-bye, because you put little tags on them that say they're for Disney Magical Express. So when they arrive in the Orlando airport, Disney takes care of them. So in essence, you drop off your bags at your home airport, and they later on that day magically show up in your hotel room. It is so magical. Is that Mm -hmm. for all airlines? Yes. Okay. Yes. To get there. And we'll Mm -hmm. talk about on the way coming back with the airline checking and all that. But um, the Magical Express, you get on there. They have nice, cushy seats. They're those ginormous buses that have, like, the bathroom in the back. Like the deluxe coach buses. We're not talking, like, a school bus or, you know, a city bus or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have these, like, video screens that Mm -hmm. even right from the moment you get on Magical Express, you're watching, like... Disney info and like little clips of like Disney cartoons and stuff. So it's already magical right when you get on the bus. Absolutely. Okay. Besides just the Magical Express, there's also, let's talk about transportation. Since we're kind of in that vein anyways. Yes. So if you're staying at a Disney resort, you have transportation options. You do. To and from your resort and then... Oh, I should say to your resort, to the parks, mm-hmm. and then also from park to park as well. Yes. So, and Disney Springs and the water parks. Yes. Basically everything that Disney offers. So Disney offers bus service, mm-hmm. and they also offer a few other avenues of transportation. Yes. They offer ferry boats, mm-hmm. a gondola soon, which I'm super, super Coming excited soon. about. And let's not forget about the ever-falling-apart monorail. Which is iconic, though. It is it's iconic. iconic. Yes. I know. Yes. So, and all of these are free. You step on the Disney property. These are all in- included. You don't have to be worrying each morning about, you know, let me get in my car and drive to the theme park and get parking. I mean, you still could do that. Because I Disney think parking property. is like 25 now or something like and that. And actually, that is no longer, yeah. Ugh. You have to pay now as a, a person staying at a Disney resort for parking. As well. So, yeah. I would just like, no. It, it's a great way to just get away from the hassles of driving and commuting and just let Disney take care of it. So this is a good point because you mentioned all this transportation is free. Mm-hmm. When I was planning our very first Disney trip yes. and I was very much seriously considering off-site versus mm-hmm. on-site because you know me, I'm very frugal. Uh-huh. And so I was crunching all the numbers and everything. And I think this is the point that actually made it could make it or break it for me because oh. I started tallying up if we drive first of all we're gonna have to spend I think it's like in the ballpark of 25 bucks a day or something just to park at your resort so once you start adding all those up that's a lot of just money and parking fees and also you have you're paying for gas you're paying mm-hmm. if you've driven your own vehicle down to Disney it's the gas to get down there 
the time and energy spent driving down there if you're from the Midwest as we are. Potentially a hotel on the Potent- way to and hotel, from. And also just wear and tear on your vehicle because mm-hmm. that's a long drive. Yeah. You know, back and forth. So, you know, put all I'd these rather put that the- more wear and tear into the monorail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it can handle any more wear and tear, honey. I'm telling you. I don't know. I don't know. So, yes, transportation is taken care of when you are in the bubble. So great. So great. Pam, let's talk about magic bands. We will. Describe for our listeners, please, like, what magic band? What the heck is that? What's a magic band? So a magic band, and, and mind you, you can have a magic band if you stay off property as well. But a magic band is included if you are staying at, at a Walt Disney Resort property. And if you're not, I believe they're like 15 bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Come in different colors. And a magic band is essentially this kind of rubberized bracelet that you wear. It's comfortable. It fits all sizes. It's great. And it includes a puck in it that has an RFID chip. And that chip lets basically Disney know who you are. It lets Disney know what passes you have, entrance to the theme parks. It it tells Disney what hotel room you're staying in, so you can use it as your entrance into your hotel room. Uh, If you're on the dining plan, it works that way. If you are buying merchandise, Disney will know that you can just pay with your band because Disney knows your credit card number. So it's really just, it's a way of having this very convenient thing letting you in to all the places. Our last trip to Disney, You'll still see people who are carrying around like a ton of little cards, you know, because that's your other option. If you don't want to do that, you can get something the size of a credit card they'll just give you and it has your pass on it. And back when we did those, you know, I kept losing the thing. This is the day before <laughs> Magic Bands. I kept losing those things and having to get them reprinted all the we time. We had to do that too. And it's just a hassle holding on to all these ridiculous little cards all day long. Hate it. Yeah. Like Magic Band. So you can get those, and you can have all those perks as well. Uh, aside from the credit card thing, you couldn't, wouldn't be able to buy stuff. But you could have the perks of having a Magic Band off property, but you'd have to pay for it. It is included with your Walt Disney World stay. Awesome. So magical. Mm-hmm. All right, Pam, what should we talk about next? Let's discuss the Disney dining plan. Let's do it. So going to food, you got to feed your people while you're on vacation. And for a lot of people, this is a major perk of vacation is, you know, not having to cook, first of all. Or do the dishes or anything (laughs) of that nature. And trying out the food. And food is just a lot of fun and very good at Disney World. So if you are staying in a Disney World resort, you have the option of purchasing into what is called the Disney dining plan. And that basically means you are prepaying for all of your food during your vacation, which can be really handy. It's a great convenience if you know this is your budget and boom, I have now paid for all my meals. I don't have to worry about what the big bill is going to be at the end of my vacation. That makes me, you know, end my vacation on a very sour note. Sure. (laughs) And there's different levels of dining plans. So depending how much you eat or how fancy you want to get, there's a quick service dining plan where it's basically... A couple quick service meals a day, a couple snacks a day. Mm-hmm. And this is for a family like ours who's pretty much on the go all the time mm-hmm. and whose kids are perfectly, they'd rather have the chicken nuggets and mac and cheese mm-hmm. and hot dogs than yeah. like a nice sit down food. Yeah. Um, or there's the standard plan mm-hmm. where you get a quick service meal and a sit down meal and a couple of snacks. Or there's the deluxe plan. Mm-hmm. We've never done the deluxe plan. No. Mm-mm. No, that's no. that's a lot of food, actually. That is. So that's two meal credits 
either you can use them for sit down or for or is it three meal credits? It must be I think three. It's three. It has to be it's three. three meal credits. So you could go to three sit down meals a day plus your snacks and. Wow. Yeah. That would be a lot. We've <laughs> never done that. And each of these also comes with a resort refillable mug, which is usable at any of the resorts, not the theme parks, unfortunately, but any of the resorts. And you can go and refill with your choice of lots of sodas and water and tea and coffee and mm -hmm. cocoa and all the things. All the things. All the non-alcoholic things. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's always a great way to go with the dining plan. Because as you mentioned, you prepay for the dining plan yeah. for your trip. So that yeah. way, it's not you come back after your trip and then you're hit with a big credit card bill. Like, yes. oh, wow, look how much we ate and spent yes. on our trip. And you are only eligible to, to buy into the Disney dining plan if you are staying at a Walt Disney World resort. Awesome. So you cannot be staying off-site and have that. Well, Pam, mm -hmm. can we talk about my favorite, favorite perk talk of staying it. on site? Talk about it. Extra magic hours. Oh, yes. So if you are staying on site at a Disney resort, you have access to extra hours that certain parks, Disney will put out a calendar so you can yes. just look on their website, but you can see which parks might be open early before mm -hmm. the park actually opens early open for resort guests resort guests only yep or they'll stay open a couple an hour or two later after mm -hmm. closing again only for resort guests yes and this is such a great way if you want to get a lot done in a short amount of time yes. and shorter lines for yes. rides attractions that sort of thing extra magic hours those are key mm -hmm. to your vacation. Absolutely. You've got to take advantage of those extra magic hours. Absolutely. And again, if you're staying off-site, of course, you may have access to the park during the park hours, but you will not have access to the park during those extra magic hours. And they are extra magical because, sorry, off-site people, you, know, <laughs> you all aren't there. And so the crowds are so much less. Yes. And you can get so much more done, as Amy said. Uh, they really pick up significantly after the park opens for the general public so that is a great perk now speaking of rides and getting rides done disney has a system called the fast pass plus system and fast passes are if you're not familiar think about you're going out to dinner you're going to make a reservation you call them up you have a reservation you know that when you go there will be a table for you at the time and place you have designated now think of that but with theme park attractions <laughs> you want to go on this roller coaster you love it you want to go you make a reservation to get onto it at a certain and you can do this weeks in advance uh to go on that roller coaster and you know that you'll be able to get onto it quickly and they will have room for you and you don't have to stand in the two-hour line or something crazy in the florida heat exactly so that is called the fast pass plus system if you are not staying on disney property but you do have uh, theme park tickets, you can start making those 30 days in advance. If you are staying in a Disney resort, you can start making those 60 days in advance. And that is very key. Yes, because all those on-site staying at a Disney resort people, they're going to get those fast passes yes. and book them right because away they're limited from their trip. In number. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 
So for some of the rides or attractions, I should say, that are more popular, mm -hmm. such as Flight of Passage or Everest mm -hmm. or a Rock and Roller Coaster, some of those bigger rides. Or Slinky Dog Dash, or anything Slinky that's Dog new. Slinky Dog Dash, mm -hmm. right. Those Fast Passes are going to be essentially sold out. Right. I'm using air quotes. <laughs> Why do I do that? I don't know. I don't know. But those Fast Passes are going to be sold out. So if you're staying off property, you may not be able to get all the Fast Fast passes that you're looking for just because the on-site people basically get first claim at those. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is one, people talk about the Disney magic all the time, the magic that is part of being at a Disney World vacation. And a lot of that, Amy, is really wrapped up in customer service. Mm -hmm. And where do you get that customer service? You get it from the wonderful people who work at Disney and they're referred to as cast members. So, of course, if you are staying at a Disney resort, your Disney resort is staffed by cast members in your hotel and doing the cleaning and all of this kind of thing. And they're just warm, friendly, willing to help you out, answer your questions, add that little sprinkle of extra magic into your life. And you don't get that off-site. No. Mm -mm. I agree. Mm -hmm. Also, going along with what you're saying about what is this little extra bit of magic? Uh-huh. Something, a little bit of extra bit of magic that I really love, it, even though I don't do a ton of shopping, but listen, if you're staying on site and you're at any of the parks yes. and you want to buy some merchandise, yes. you don't have to say I buy a mug and mm -hmm. it's easily breakable. Yes. Or I buy a big poofy hoodie, but I don't really need it with me for the mm -hmm. whole day. And you buy it in the morning, and you're going to be at the park until like midnight, because that's what Amy does. Yes, yes, that's what I do. But you don't want to schlep things, because no. I don't do that either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if if you are staying at a Disney resort, guess what? When you purchase that item, yeah. you can tell the people at the desk there when you're paying for it, hey, guess what? I'm staying over at Pop Century, mm -hmm. or the Grand Floridian, or mm -hmm. wherever. And guess what? They will send that merchandise to your room for free for free so yes. when you get there later that night or sometimes early the next morning it's there for you it's how waiting. wonderful is that i love it love it such a good that perk. is that is magical amy at some point your vacation has got to come to an end pam i know don't remind me i know i i heard on another uh, podcast and they were actually talking i think about a cruise so not about this but how when you start off, it's like going from black and white into color. Aww. And then when you have to end your vacation, it's like going from color back to black and white. <laughs> and once again, part of that is dealing with the annoying luggage and checking in for your flight and everything else that has to go on, you know, that you have to do to get back to the real world. What a hassle. But, Amy, if you are staying at a Disney World Resort hotel, then you will have access to the resort check-in airline check-in and this is a desk it is not bell services don't get the two confused and also this is only for certain airlines yes so make sure that you check the airline that you're flying with if they are part of this airline check-in right, service right a lot of the major ones are it's uh, but definitely check the list to make sure that you are covered. I always fly Southwest. They are covered, so it's lovely. So what my family will do, I think they're open typically, check at your resort, but typically around from 5 a.m. to like 1 p.m. So you got to get your stuff there early. doesn't matter if your flight's going to be later that night. Get it there early. You go up, and the cast member will essentially do what an airline check-in person would do at the airport. 
but it's just there in your resort lobby. And so they will take all your luggage from you. They will weigh it. They will charge you the baggage fees if that's what your airline <laughs> is doing. Don't do that. Fly Southwest. <laughs> um, and they'll you know, look at your photo ID to make sure you are who you are if you're an adult. Hand out your boarding passes to you. Take the luggage away so it is gone until you get to your home airport and pick it up at baggage claim. That was so nice. So nice. We did. This was the first time we were able to do this on mm-hmm. our past trip because we took your advice and mm. we flew Southwest because mm-hmm. they do fly out of Milwaukee, which we never nice. got before. Um, the airlines we flew before did not have the service available, and uh-huh. those airlines were Frontier and Spirit. So uh-huh. again, just check your airline. Yeah. But for Pop Century, if you're there, and you have to just check the location because this was a, a harder place to find the oh, airline yeah, check-in. Yeah. You had to like go to Bell Services, but kind of walk around this curved pathway behind it outside yeah. so it was to an get outside to it. Check-in. It was an outside one. Yeah, it's that way at. Uh, Beach Club as well. Okay. But we just stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and that one is inside, okay. like right next to Bell Services. So, so you can always yeah. ask your concierge or someone, yes. a cast member at your resort, where is airline check-in? Because we had to do that. But then any bags you check in, like Pam, you said, mm-hmm. they'll just, those go right to your home airport. They do. But then we were going to have a full day at the park, so we had all of our carry-ons with us still. Yes. So those you can go right to Bell Services. Mm-hmm. Leave those items with Bell Services and pick them up before your magical, tragical Express, Express comes to yes. get you. And so Disney makes it as easy as possible not only to arrive at their fabulous resort, but to go back to the airport. Uh, and if you are leaving out of the Orlando International Airport and only the Orlando International Airport, then you can take the it's called the magical express but on the way back to the airport we all know it's the tragical express (laughs) so amy let's just briefly talk about staying off site i've done it once but it was literally over 20 years ago a cheap little motel and not so magical it was still great to be at disney but the transportation back and forth yeah Yeah. missed out on a lot of those perks yeah i will say the biggest perk that people will say about staying off-site, of course, is the price. So, Amy, I, I went online. I found a place, Homewood Suites by Hilton, Lake Buena Vista, which is you know where Disney right is in Orlando, mm-hmm. and I found a two beds, one bedroom suite, which is non-smoking. So it seemed like this is essentially the equivalent of a, a one-bedroom villa. Yeah, in Disney talk. So you would have a bedroom with two queen beds, and then you would have a separate, like, living, dining area, work area, a full kitchen, uh, complimentary internet access, fully equipped with your microwave and fridge and dishwasher and blah, 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 for a price of $127 a night. And this would be for, say, mid-February of 2019. Hmm. I feel That's like you really could probably cheap. even get a better or a similar, very similar rate at a value resort. Not for a one-bedroom villa, which is what Oh, one-bedroom villa, yeah, because then you're comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, yeah. So that is definitely cheaper. And free breakfast, free parking, free Wi-Fi, room service. A lot of these places off-site will also offer, you know, free shuttle to the parks. But be careful about those because I have heard that those 
are very few and far between. Yeah. And also, when a place will advertise, we're only five miles from Disney property. Like I said, Disney property is the size of San Francisco. So what part of Disney property are they five miles That's from? That's true. That's so true. So you got to keep all of this in mind when you're thinking about the, you know, about staying off site. Good point, Pam. Do your homework. Do your homework. Or just stay on site. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for this week. We would love to get to know you through social media. You can reach us at SpoonfulPod. That's S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also at SpoonfulPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can also like us at Facebook.com slash SpoonfulPod. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And now you can also find your favorite sprinkle of Disney sugar on Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for joining us and sprinkling a little sugar into your day. Thanks for listening. Spoonful out. Spoonful out.